Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I thought we'd continue on with a thing we picked up yesterday. Uh, yesterday was the National Day of Prayer. 2020 today is May the 8th, 2020, the Friday thereafter. And we looked at uh, a prayer that Daniel lifted up in the ninth chapter of Daniel on behalf of his nation. And uh, a great model of a prayer for how we as a people should be praying for a nation and how we come before the Lord, how we acknowledge sin. Okay, And there's several places in Scripture where you see these things. It's just always stuck in my mind that Daniel chapter 9, Ezra chapter 9, and Nehemiah chapter 9 all contain prayers. So I thought we'd go to Ezra chapter 9 today. And uh, it's about the same length type of prayer that Daniel was, but I'm not going to try to go through the whole thing because there's a lot to be gleaned from this. And I just want to take our time and just point out a couple things. First of all, we need to see what is going on and what the context is. Because in uh, the ninth chapter of Ezra, Verse 1 says this, Now when these things have been completed, the prince is approaching me saying, well, I'm not going to get into what these things are. Go, go read Ezra, okay? But the princesses are approaching Ezra, and they're saying this, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the peoples of the land according to their abominations. Those of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. And you say, well, what in the world is this? Well, this is significant and this is serious because the Lord told his people that when they entered into the promised land that they were to have nothing to do with the practices of these people. Okay, The Lord calls them abominations. He actually told them to annihilate the people, which they sort of did but they didn't do completely. You know, uh, partial obedience is disobedience, folks. And so it comes back repeatedly uh, through the story of Israel to bring harm to the people of Israel. And so now they have all these people living among them, and they haven't separated themselves from the people of the land. In other words, they were participating in some of these things. They had not separated themselves from the world. Now, I'm not talking about a separation, and we'll see this as it develops here a separation where we sequester ourselves away and uh, never have anything to do with the people of the world. No, no, no. It's talking about the practices that they were doing. And he, one in particular, so verse 2 tells us exactly what it is. So here's verse 2. For, F-O-R, there you go. It's going to tell us exactly what it is. For they have taken some of their daughters as wise for themselves and for their sons. So that the holy race has intermingled with the peoples of the lands. Indeed, the hands of the princes and the rulers have been foremost in this unfaithfulness. Whoa. So the unfaithfulness uh, that they're really worried about, <clears throat> these princes, is that their key leaders the princes, the rulers, and especially the religious rulers. And as a matter of fact, at the end of the 10th chapter, you have a whole long list of people who by name had done this, had taken these wives. 
they had come and taken the daughters of these Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites, and had intermingled with them. And it says this, so that the holy race, well, yeah, I know, but that word race is such a loaded phrase, a loaded phrase in our society. And here's what the bottom line is, folks. You really don't see race in the sense that we use it uh, in the Scripture, okay, particularly as a pejorative in the way that things are in our society sometimes. Yes, you see people that are tall. You see people who are short, curly hair, straight hair, this kind of thing. But you have one race, mankind, humankind, human beings. Now, there are distinctions, okay? There's no doubt distinctions of culture, okay? Right here, the word race literally means a seed. So that the holy seed has intermingled with the peoples of the land. Whoa, well, what's the holy seed, S-E-E-D? The holy seed is what you see all the way back to Genesis 3, the promise of God that he would bring forth someone from this line, okay? You see Genesis 12, Genesis 15, and the covenants that God's making with Abraham. And they're saying that the holy people, the holy seed here, has intermingled with the peoples of the land. And the rulers are the foremost in leading in this. Now, verse 3, when I heard about this matter, Ezra speaking, I tore my garment and my robe and pulled some of the hair from my head and my beard and sat appalled. <laughs> so he humiliated himself okay, in humility before the people, in humility before the Lord, tore his garment, tore his robe. Uh, again, I think that's something that is a, a far more impact than we give appreciation to. Most of us have uh, voluminous amounts of clothes. Okay, shirts, pants, robes, whatever it may be. They didn't have as much back then, and a garment was highly, highly valued. And to tear one, to tear one to show that type of degree of humility, that type of degree of anger, of appallment, is that a word? So he pulled some of the hair from his head and from his beard, and he sat down appalled. <clears throat> Verse 4, Then everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel on account of the unfaithfulness of the exiles gathered to me, and I sat appalled until the evening day. Now, these are the ones that had come back from Babylon. These are the ones that had come back to rebuild Jerusalem, and he's saying they're unfaithful. They're being distracted by the beautiful women. They're being distracted by the things of the world. And so he says, they come together, everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel on account of the unfaithfulness of the exiles, gathered to him. So word got out. What's going on here? What's Ezra doing? And the ones who trembled at the word of the Lord because they knew what the word of the Lord said, people who committed this type of, of abhorrent act before the Lord, they would be judged. And they're trembling at the word of the Lord. And they gathered together with Ezra. This right here is uh, really interesting to me. There's a picture here for us. And, and you're going to see it in two or three ways. You're going to see it here. You're going to see it at the end of the prayer that he's going to present, that people are gathering together. You'll see at the beginning of the prayer that people are gathering together around one who is standing on the word of the Lord, around one who is standing on the truth of the matter. Here, everyone who trembled at the word of the Lord gathered to him. And I sat appalled until the evening offering. They were gathering to it begs some questions of us. Do we tremble at the word of the Lord? 
Are we gathering around those who tremble at the word of the Lord, who honor the word of the Lord? Ah, I dare say that a lot of times we don't. And it really is quite a matter within the organized church because you see entire gatherings of people that really never, ever hear the word of the Lord. They'll hear oblique references. They'll hear words from the word, but they don't hear the real truth and the matter of the word of the Lord. Ah, let me see. Verse 5, let me read this, and then we'll have to be done. But at the evening offering, I arose from my humiliation, even with my garment and my robe torn, and I fell on my knees and stretched out my hands to the Lord my God. And then he starts praying. We'll have to pick this up next time. But just look what happened. He sat there appalled, his robe torn. He stands in front of the people in humiliation because his garment's torn, his robe's torn. He's exposed, however that may have been. Then he fell on his knees and he says, I stretched out my hands, literally my palms. So he's on his knees, palms before the Lord, with his face to the ground. How do I know that? Because of the first thing he says in the prayer that we'll look at the next time. And he starts praying before God. Tell you what, folks, we need to pray. And we need to gather together as people of the Word. We need to gather together with those who honor the Word of the Lord, with those who honor God himself. Keep your eyes open to them. Be that person and watch what the Lord does. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.